Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers. I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How's your alternate Monday? It's going excellent, Dennis. Uh, I got to say, as we're recording here on Alternate Monday, I'm zooming out as we speak on on the, the Google Chrome and seeing that you're getting ready to get whomped with some storms, man. You're on the, or at, yep. at least yep. in, in the section of the world that I think you're in. Looks like you're in a good yep. I am in southern, southern, eastern Pennsylvania. Southern, eastern, central Pennsylvania. I mean, the the state is a big rectangle. It's very big rectangle. I'm toward the bottom and still toward the east, but kind of in the middle, close to a town called Hershey. Are you? You might have heard of. Yeah, I have. have you, they, are uh, you by West Philadelphia, born and raised? No, no. Um, they're, they they make some chocolate that you might have heard of. Uh, yes, once. I, company I think in, I had one in, in, her, for, uh, in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Very expensive chocolate, yes. Right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know that very expensive compared to like imported stuff. But anyway, yes. Yes. Pennsylvania and you're, you're still going to get lots again, of storms uh, happening that way. So there's some there's some rain coming through. Ho- so, hopefully uh, you won't. Uh, Lose it, lose any power or anything. You got like backup generators on thing. I can't remember. You've got like a whole thing on your setup. I I do have a generator in my Jeep that I've never used. Mm-hmm. Um, though if power goes out at the campground, my computer will die, and then we will be screwed. Then we're in trouble. Then we're just gonna have yeah. to do a cut and bring you all up to date. So okay, well here we are. This is Wednesday, uh, mid of June, and my AC is still not repaired. We talked about it a little bit last week. So I'm still in mm-hmm. this wonderful heat wave, um, mm-hmm. sweating like crazy, and uh, it's just as terrible. Uh, but moving on from that, uh, I I have been mostly immobile this last week because uh, okay. of this, this heat. That's why I brought that up. Um, oh, right. Lying down and just like as most energetic can do to turn my head and look at look at the TV screen. <laughs> uh, so I was able to catch up on, on a lot of the shows because of that. and. Oh, right. And then, and then I would put on, <laughs> I'd put on like an old a TV series or something, and just leave it on forever because I was just too exhausted mm-hmm. to go find the remote. Uh, nice. I watched lots of Seinfeld and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. By the way, there's a, there's a, that show. I I used to watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia a whole lot way back in the day, mm-hmm. and then I kind of binged so much of it, and then it just was done. Like I, I it's you know can't it's all the same almost. You know they're just doing the same bit yeah. almost. It can be a little exhausting. Right. Exhausting is a good word. But then you take a couple years break, and then when you come back, it's like, it's like they never stopped, which is what you kind of want, right? Right. Um, and I'm watching season 11, I think now, and it's phenomenal. Okay. Uh, and the, the last episode's really, really good. If you want to go watch that, you should. If you ever watch the series, go watch the last episode of season 11. It's not just mm-hmm. funny. It's actually really good. Uh, nice. But I'm off track there. Um. How has your been your traveling week been? Are you, you so you're in in Hershey? Did we talk about whether you went to see the eat the candy or or not? Um, we did not talk about that because I have not been in this area before. Oh, okay, I was in Pennsylvania last week, but uh, a fair bit up north from here. Not a lot, like an hour or two. I guess two is probably the best. So, so, measurement there. So you you so it's a no to the eat candy visit, right? 
yeah, yeah. I might I might be able to do that this weekend. Um last weekend I went to um the Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area. Wow, that's uh, that's our, a name. Yeah, not to be confused with the uh National Rifle Association. Um <laughs> Sure. Uh, it's it's a it's a designation of the National Park Service, right? It's an area that's not a national park but it's still preserved and and maintained in various ways by the nps um and i drove through there when i went up to new york state and back uh last early last week um and so over the weekend saturday there was one day of like drastic weather change it was not as hot as it was in bloomington but still like in the 80s for the whole week leading up to that. And then Saturday, it was like 62. Okay. You know, cold front came through or whatever. And I was like, well, I'm definitely going to go check that out now because the weather's nice. And actually, like, put a flannel on and 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 go walk some trails. And there are some waterfalls and some um, kind of short... There are all kinds of trails, but I went to the, the lighter ones. Um and did that saw a couple waterfalls got another stamp in my uh national park service nice. passport book nice um and it was uh it was a good day nothing really more like it's hard to describe you know just in audio what it was like to walk i mean it's because it's just a boardwalk and there were people there it wasn't super crowded mm-hmm. um but it was still a little crowded but i had a couple of those moments of like you know just walking a trail and trees and stuff all around and like man this is nice hmm. it is nice we um yeah. we, we we're in the middle of uh like come right up on the middle point of selling our selling this house or or put it getting ready to put it on the market and hmm. and then the other house being done in about a month and um uh it's oh wow it, yeah it's, yeah it's, it's coming up it's coming up so we're that's a whole thing on top of all this you know, multiple thousands of dollars of AC repairs on this house and all that kind of stuff. Uh, mm. But we're trying that. We're trying to do. I, I'm listening to your wonderful walk, and I and I, it's like I want to go out for a walk. Granted, it's been really too hot here to, to do too much of yeah stuff. It really has. But um, it's a lot easier when you can like go for your nice hike and then come back to AC and be cool, or start an AC, go out and then come back. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but it's, it's, it's a lot of that, uh, you know, I'm already dying. I'm not going to go even to a more higher dying and then come back and suffer some more, but I really want right. to, and I miss, I miss that. So, um, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to, to pack here in, in instead of, let's say hiking, but do the strenuous activity that we can do is trying to, to pack up the house to make it, <laughs> to make it presentable right. for, for, you know, spacious as it can be when you try to sell a house. So anybody wants to in Bloomington, Indiana wants to buy a house. I got one for sale. Um, nice. but, it, but the upside of that is that, you know, it's, it's in a couple months, this will all be behind me and then I'll be in the new kind of life, which I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's right now, this middle part is the most stressful part for me. I think of, of all, of all things, of course, uh, yeah. the, the all sorts of unknown and, um, I can handle a lot of things, you know, as going along, but always the when so much of a, a big project that you do is is controlled by other people it's always hmm. uh, something for me that's always kind of a yeah it's surprising stressful. i guess i've i've not really been paying attention to the timeline of your of your house mm-hmm. 
building process, but to you know, to me, that's always something that takes like a year. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't, I don't have a lot of experience building houses. You know, my dad always uh, bought houses and fixed them up, so I know about remodeling yeah. projects. Yeah. Which you know a lot about. Listeners that. of the show will know that you know, my, and you know, mine went very slow. Like if we had done everything that we did in with full like not not our full time time but like all of our nights and weekends it would have been like a year sure instead of five years whatever but um yeah i always think like oh building a whole house like that's gonna take a while but you're i don't know what what kind of time well it's has it, has it, 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 been it like has been six months. Four, five months, six months. Six months. Okay. Say we we signed the contract papers December twentieth, uh, but they didn't. Okay. But they didn't really break ground until beginning of February. So sure. they really weren't doing anything really until. The, I mean, well, they, it's winter, yeah, right? It's, so, it's yeah. The rain and the cold and the stuff like that that was happening. Yeah. They Stuff's either frozen or it's too muddy to get trucks in. Right. And they couldn't lay a foundation. Was the problem. So they laid that foundation yeah. then. Um, so that I'd say, I would say like the beginning of February to now. So that's like February, March, April, May, June, okay. July, and it's going to be the beginning of August. So six months is, is the build time. Uh, the worst time about at least building in this area right now, and I don't want to talk about building too much on the show, but is that um, because of all the shortages in the world, which is e right, everything right. is short. Shelly had said, mentioned that she works, she's a nurse. So she's like, even like. Um, the tips of needles or something like that is shortages or the, the plastic oh, parts sure. and the plungers are, you know, things like that are shorted. Um, and everything is. So anyway, building is no exception. It's even worse for the building thing for a lot. And so the builders do not like to give time estimates. Whereas before they could say, when you asked like, how long does it take to build a building? They would say this long, but because they'll order a garage door and then it's supposed to be here next week. Usually it takes three months. Things are just different, Right. Yeah. So our, our plan was when we signed on, they said October 20th was they said, well, we'd like to have it done by summer, but uh, we're going to give you October 20th because we don't know, which is really frustrating. Um, sure. So my experience overall, since I can kind of come down to this in there, uh, I really loved building my first house. Uh, the second, this second house has not been all that great of an experience. Uh, and it's, and I've learned a lot about myself. Not a lot. I just, what I've learned one aspect <laughs> about myself that's really rings true. And as I, meditate on it i realized that i have to have somebody talk to me about things it's, it's one of these things why the, mm. our podcast works so well you know if i have things on my chest i can talk to you every week the two of us can sure. discuss lots of things and it just kind of makes me as a person feel better or process things you know when we meet with the, our buddies on the front porch you know uh, uh, trotsky's house it's part of that that conversational thing helps me process things and sure. when I'm having a big project like building the house on the first time, they were very, very interactive. The builder was and always had regular meetings. And even if they were just to meet and say, you know, I'm out here on Friday, like the main builder guy, right? He said, I'm out here on Friday. Let's, uh, you know, come at 5.30 on Friday and I'll make sure I stay over and we'll just talk about for 15 minutes about where we're at, what we're doing, what we've done. Right. Mm -hmm. And he did that every like three weeks or so. This builder right. has talked to us twice in the entire build process thing, and then and then <laughs> and then does everything he can to not talk to us. Right? Well, sure. Door, doors are put on backwards, buddy, and and he's like, oh, I'll get it back to you, or I don't know, or it's just a lot of that. Everything's wonderful. The house is actually really quality house, and all the parts and pieces he's doing is really quality work. I went in, 
I've inspected a lot of the all the subcontractor works because I know some bits of these things, and they look really great, yeah. except when they're not, right? Sure. It's like when you, for one example, on a building thing, is they wire the whole house. I I know the I know how wiring works. I know how electricians work, and it's all it was a really quality job. He just really laid it out well, but. Now we realize he forgot to put all the wires for vanities. Mm. So, you know, there's like, you can do a great job, but you know that. So anyway, uh, my experience this time so far with this builder has been lack of communication. Everything is wonderful except a terrible lack of communication, which really, as me personally, causes me super stress and worry and makes the whole process not a great process. Um, right. So I, I, I begin to learn. I, I did learn, take the, take the good out of it and say, what have I learned about this with myself? And I've learned that um, it's okay to talk about things with people and, you know, go over it multiple times. And, and that's what I need. That's what I personally sure. need to, to do, to do things. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think that's all that particularly unusual, right? Like we've, we don't, I don't know, we don't get into this a lot, but as people, I tend to be more introverted and you are more extroverted, mm -hmm. but I still will feel better after I talk to somebody about something, usually yeah. nine times out of 10. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's a whole thing, right? Relationships and communication or going to therapy and getting stuff off your chest or. Yeah. And you, th you, know, you think, you think that, oh, I don't need that. Or, or it's, it's, it's silly or, or pointless to talk to anybody or I'm not going to worry about anyone with my problems or whatever. But man, it's, it, it is just talking to somebody, even about the littlest things does mm -hmm. have an impact on uh, at least on me and as again i'm assuming like, as you mentioned here most humans not everybody yeah but. i mean as the as the saying goes we're social animals right yeah and so yeah so that's 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 where i'm at with that and uh I, i'm sure i'll talk a little bit more when it's all done in a post-process type thing um right but the, the, ha the house is a nice looking house it's a it's a good size house um uh I, I have the, the same kind of stress nerves of uncertainty that most people have. I think I usually have less than most, but of mm. like, I love, I mean, I love my house now. I absolutely love my house. And, and why aren't we keeping it? Well, it's too small now. We've got four people living here. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I have, there's things I love about this house, uh, that, you know, how, how is that going to translate to a new place? Um, how am I going to feel about that? What am I going to feel like my game room and things like that? Uh, but the converse, uh, the, the other side of that is that I, you know, I had those same kind of feelings when I come into this house here too, or any kind of change you have in life. Sure. Uh, how's it going to be? I don't know how I'm going to feel. I feel good about these things now. Am I going to be able to feel good about wherever I am in life later? Right. Or when this change happens, when I get married, when I have a baby, when I have a new job, whatever that might be, it's terrifying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, any, any kind of change. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, I don't know. We've probably talked about this a little bit vaguely but my parents bought property in bedford near uh near bloomington mm -hmm, south mm -hmm, bloomington mm -hmm. and so they are selling the farm yeah up north yeah that's a big thing um and they bought that farm in uh 97 ish i think late 97 yeah um and so i was a teenager like i was almost done with high school and so i didn't grow up in that house the way that some of my especially my youngest siblings did mm -hmm. my youngest sister was born in the house oh yeah um but it's still been a sort of like constant fixture in my life mm -hmm. sure right and and you know 
part of that is the place, but most of it is the people. Yeah. Um, and you know, none of the people are, are changing or going anywhere. In fact, they've sort of spread out since like when I first moved back home from Bloomington, there was a lot more of my family in that area. And now they're, you know, a couple of them got married and have families of their own and they're scattered all over the country. It's part of, was part of my motivation behind, um, starting to travel and Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just change. It's a, part of life but it's uh always at least a little bit painful Um, yeah it is and 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 the the worst is that uncertainty you know that that you don't know and there there is no way to tell anybody for any change in their life is going to be certain um you know sometimes they're forced upon us sometimes they're the choices that we make um Mm -hmm. i I, for me personally and and i think it's an individual thing for everyone what their comfort level is with change but i i do have a feeling that I feel personally that change is an important part of life. Um, yeah. and, and that when you find yourself for a long period of time, even though you could be happy and not have, and being stagnant in something, I think it, it is a good time to evaluate and say, I don't need a change per se, but if things changed, could there be potentials for better? You know, like, right. Uh, because oftentimes our, our set in our ways type thing is also accepting and becoming comfortable with things that aren't positive in our lives. Right. Right. Sure. Um, like let's Getting just say in, in this, this specific case, I could be comfortable in this house, but really it's because, you know, we're living in a cramped bedrooms and, and like, and I, and I, granted I've accepted it, but it's just, I shouldn't have to do those things. And we don't see the potential of something. If a change could happen, we're kind of focused on the, the, Oh, I don't know if instead of the potential of goodness. Um, sure. So, Anyway, that that was a long way to say that I don't know what's what, what's going to be like in the new house. But I also do agree. Once you a lot, most of the time when you get through a change, a little time goes by, and because time <laughs> is is what it is, right. it, it does it's for the better. I don't know. I guess I guess yeah. I'm just in general idea that you life gr- grows on and changes, and you know you come into a better place and accept your new status quo. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that change, and I really kind of want to get there. I kind of want to get to, I'm ready to sure. be past this and ready to get through the change and be living in the new situation. So just kind of, kind of just like how you had done, you know, not too terribly long ago was this whole process of you getting the vehicle and getting the, the camper and then making the move and the time, the long time talking about it and finally making that move. And now you're finally through, I guess I wouldn't say you're, you're through into the solid of it yet. Cause I guess a year for you is important like seasons is going to be all different every time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't and know what it's of, like to be in the fall with your camper yet, right? Right. Or even right. through all the summer. Although yeah, I mean I did No, I wasn't I wasn't at campgrounds and so I started um um yeah, when I started it was already after Thanksgiving, so we were pretty much into winter. Yeah. Um Yeah, you started you started right when it was starting to get really cold. Yeah, yeah, and it was part of my, I don't know if I've talked about this, but it's all been a little experimental for me, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing to see something and think it's a good idea and, and go for it. Um, and I'm very uh, very hesitant, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I imagine things in worst-case scenario all the time. Um, of course, I'm aware of that and try to push past those first reactions and and get to okay that's it's probably not going to be that bad what is the likely outcome and even if 
there's a worst case scenario like how bad is that is that gonna you know ruin me yeah. am i gonna die right, <laughs> right, say, right. that's i'm being dramatic but um and so i did baby steps right i did that motor home trip last spring um and it was fine there were things about that i liked and things about that i didn't like and then i started this and i was like well you know i'll i'll try it and of course trying it is kind of expensive mm -hmm. um but not in the way that i couldn't have you know a w couple weeks or a month into it go this is not for me at all i'm going to sell all this stuff and still not have really lost that much money sure um or if if any you know depending on depending on the market and all that kind of stuff right um but and you know summer was my real was my real test like once i got a couple months into it i was like well, this is fine i can do this it's great every once in a while you know i'm in a new place meet interesting people see things that i would have never seen in places and um you know just feel good about it and i'm like okay well that's good now what i need to do is get to summer when places get crowded uh and just see and still you know i know we're only in june but still for the most part it's been pretty good uh, yeah. memorial weekend was a little crazy but that happens right That's <laughs> all right yeah everywhere. You, i um, mean you're coming up on july 4th here in america which is our big hot one yeah, of our big yeah hot that'll holidays. that'll that'll come up too i'm still part of the reason i was talking to to mom about the farm and stuff is i'm trying to decide whether i want to spend the time and the resources to come back to indiana before they sell the farm and see it one more time mm, yeah um and so that's that's potentially a thing but for the most part i was at one park where people were kind of noisy right playing music loud and that kind of stuff but like that's one out of i've been to like 20 parks probably more than that now um and for the most part people are pretty quiet keep to themselves except for last um, weekend yeah that's the <laughs> that's the that's the case i was talking about um um but yeah yeah it's been it's been great so far it's i think not, i think the hardest you know, part for you what, what i would thought it was going to be for you was getting used to the like the smaller space that you have of like just your living area being that's all oh, there, there see that that part was was the least concerning to me did you ever this is going to be real specific and we maybe should shift topics pretty soon here but <laughs> did sure. you ever see um that apartment that i used to live in after i left um pete and liz lived there i i, well, I had not seen that after house. i left lambert lived there i've and seen then, the outside of it but i haven't been there. yeah it was like I don't think it was even 600 square feet, maybe between five and 600 square feet. Okay. Um, and so like the small space, except for maybe like once in a while, I'll bump into my monitor cause it's wider than my table. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> but, but the space it's, it's more than enough space. Like I'm in a, I'm in a camper that a couple could be in. You know, it's like if a couple, I think if a couple used it, they would probably spend more time outside than I do. Mm -hmm. um, and I still do, I do more stuff outside than I did when I wasn't traveling. Um, but it's not, you know, only if the weather is just right. Um, and so, no, this, the space 
has not been has not been a problem at all. I still have the sort of thing where I have to kind of go, okay, I should get out and like go for a walk or something because I've been in the camper all day. Yeah. But I still, you know, I used to do that when I lived with my parents and, you know, I would go several days and not do, cause I didn't have any good reason here. At least I have to move camp twice a week. Yeah. All so right. At the very least yeah. two days a week, I'm getting out, I'm packing everything up. I'm getting in the Jeep, I'm driving a varying length, you know, varying distances and then setting up again. So like, there's at least that like break in the monotony and then I'm in a new place and I'm like, what's around here? Is there, an, especially on the weekends, I'm like, is there a, you know, is there a national park around here? Is there a cool museum? I know somewhere around here, I keep meaning to look this up. Somewhere around here is a Fred Rogers museum. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Cool. Um, because I think his PBS station was in, philly oh yeah i hope i'm not wrong about that uh and so on th that's on my list of things to find and and check out of course i i say um, i will say i noticed uh and, and this is a compliment for sure is that um like you are out and about mm -hmm. i don't know if that's more or less but it, it does feel that like from week to week you know you're taking a picture out on a trail and, and i'm not and correct me if i'm wrong i'm not certain that's something that you would have done every week is going out and about somewhere where no, I mean, when like I, are. yeah, when I lived in Bloomington, I would go, you know, I'd walk into downtown and meet people for lunch or the bars or whatever. Cause there was stuff going on all the time. Um, but when I'm out here, I have this motivation, even if I'm going to be in some place for a long time, like I went back to Williamsburg, Virginia, like three or four times. Um, and I went to the movies because they have that really nice theater right there, mm -hmm. you know, 15 minutes away from the campground. And when, especially if I'm moving and I'm like, oh, I'm only going to be in Maine for three or four days. And then I'm going back south into Massachusetts. Like I need to get out and see stuff, especially on the weekend. Um, because I'm here, like I could come back. I have, you know, much more flexibility than most like I can't go anywhere because I'm limited to where the RV parks are mm -hmm. but I could if I wanted to but I still am like oh I'm in this place and I'm only going to be here for a couple days I should make an effort to uh um you know get out and do something interesting otherwise yeah. why am I <laughs> why am I driving around spending all this money on fuel no uh, for sure I think I think yeah. that you, exactly what you're saying is that you know, I think the people that it might not work for is that, that you do just get, you're like, oh, I'm just going to sit here in my camper and don't want to get out. But I did, I did, uh, I have noticed even at the very beginning when you had kind of just started and then we're staying here for like a week or so in the, in the, in the, um, driveway, you still were like setting up outside. Like you, you mm -hmm. still, like, I don't think there was ever a point where you weren't like, we're going to be always cooped up inside. So that's, that's right. probably a, a good tip for if you put together your you know dennis's tips to start living on the road is like you know <laughs> make sure you make a point of just getting out you know don't don't make the inside yeah. of the camper your only only type thing because i think that's right that's right. really good advice and you, you do it well uh okay so we're, we're we're moving on into this one a little bit that, that was a nice little talk i like those um so we got a couple things i'm gonna hit a couple fast quick fire things we need to make a segment i end up doing these little quick fire things 
Um, I've got. A, I want to going to talk about some TV shows real quick. Um, okay. It kind of fits into a news, but not really news. Uh, Schmigadoon we watched not too long ago, or I watched. You mm-hmm. watched it longer than they did. We we generally liked it, right? Right. Uh, yeah. they, they announced that there is a season two of that, and it's called uh, Schmicago. I think is what it's called. Uh, okay. That seems okay. I liked the first season, but I'm I'm a little mixed on it because I felt like the first season was just long enough. It wasn't too long. Yeah. Right. And I felt yeah. like when it was done, I was good with that. I don't. I think- sort of. I sort of hope and assume that the second season will be a new story. It, uh, it, kind of like Fargo mm-hmm. does because the the story of the first season is done. Like true, I don't know, but these are the same what, actors. Okay, all right. So I don't know. I don't know then. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. That's what I mixed in there. Like they did a great job, but almost it's one of those you know. Hey, does this does the thing need a sequel type stuff? Right. right. Uh, so uh, we'll see. But that that's announced for that one. Um, Thing the uh, Space Force was this was this some of these are older. I just want to kind of mention them because of their hmm. uh, how I feel. Space Force was canceled for season three. Um, I think that's a, a good thing because season two was season one was just barely okay, and uh, okay, it, sure. they they were finding their footing pretty good by the end of the time. You're like, okay, now now they got this. I feel good about this. And then season two uh, went down instead of up. They didn't they didn't improve on the things that they learned from season one. They didn't. Uh, yeah, I don't have, I don't, I don't know that I have any like concrete reactions or thoughts to season two, but I will say that I'm probably, I don't, you know, I never know, yeah. right? You're like, oh, I'm halfway through this, and I don't know what halfway means in the in the era of streaming because yeah. a season might have six episodes, <laughs> right, or it might have right. twenty episodes. I have no way of knowing. I've seen probably four episodes of season two of space force mm-hmm. and it's just been sitting on my watch list since then i mean exactly. it doesn't help that like three shows that i really want to watch just started yeah sure um, well in well, the last month but that that's, but, that's yeah a, that's like it reason. sat uh um space force sat for a long time and i would watch you know columbo or always sunny or you know mm-hmm. i'd even watch something old and I'm like, uh, do I want to watch more Space Force? I don't know that I do. Like, I don't actively dislike it or anything. It just didn't didn't hold me. It wasn't wasn't that compelling. That's that's for good reason. I and and you, I can't say that better. There, I don't know what how to say more than that. It wasn't compelling, and I finished it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it was terrible. It just wasn't great. And the things that they did well in season one, they didn't con- they didn't really continue with those or even expand upon those things like uh mm. john malkovich's character was great and in season one and got better and then they just kind of didn't do much with him a whole lot uh ben right i can't remember he's the voice of sonic schwartz. ben schwartz ben, uh, ben schwartz he he um john ralphio he was mm. he was uh, annoying for the first couple of episodes of season one and then became kind of endearing and this one they just i don't, I don't know what they did with him here and he get his annoying parts were even more annoying so that wasn't mm. good. Then they focused on the on the least interesting thing the entire season, which was the relationship between the astronaut lady and and the um, uh, scientist oh. guy and Jin Yang. Jin Yang, yeah, and and he <laughs> he's fantastic, <laughs> like a uh, comedian. Yeah, but yeah, it was completely wasted. And the storyline they gave them both was terrible and awful, and it was totally uninteresting. And it was a huge yeah. focus of the entire season. Um, 
so so anyway, I, my point was there is that it just I I understand why they canceled it. I uh, sure. Um, I think they kind of they left it. They did they kind of they left it on a cliffhanger, of course. Which also, I reiterate, I said last week, I think it's the dumbest thing. It's very bold of a series to leave things on cliffhangers these days when you haven't been automatically renewed or you're only on your first or second season. Yeah, that's a tough. Yeah, that's a whole conversation. Yeah. So, you know, like, whatever. Um, so, no Space Force three. Moving on. That that is who was the the Daniels on that one? Is it Greg Daniels? Was, uh, uh, he did he did uh, Parks and Rec and. Um, he Greg Daniels did upload. I don't know if he did Space Force. I'm pretty sure he did, but uh, he might have. I don't. And and, don't and he know. did. Didn't he do Parks and Rec? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it's co co with uh, uh, Greg Daniels and and Steve Carell. Yeah, and Steve Carell. Right. Um, so yeah, he's got some things, and like you said, upload was pretty okay. Uh, okay, so moving on from that one, the next one I had I have is that um, like I'm looking forward to a couple of things. I'm looking forward to Lower Decks is going to come out after Strange New Worlds, which I have a weird feeling about that because I really really want Strange New Worlds to be on every day of the week, um, right, right? And and I don't want to see that end. But I also love Lower Decks, so that's a I, it's coming up. It's going to come up in a you know Lower, Strange New Worlds will sadly be over, but we'll have this wonderful Lower Decks thing. Um, so that's a weird feeling. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to have both of those at the same time. Oh, I, I wouldn't. But you know, it one yeah. means the other one's going away. Now, if you were telling me like Discovery's over and then Strange New Worlds, I'd be like, I can't wait for some Lower Decks, mm. right? <laughs> um, right? Right. But but yeah, so that one's there. Ted Lasso. I don't know when that's coming out, but I really kind of want some more Ted Lasso. Of course. Um, and and I missed that one. Mythic Quest, the same thing. I I don't know what it is. I liked it. I liked Mythic Quest. It feels like it fits in there in that Schmigadoon slash um, Space Force kind of upload level of yeah of like stuff. uh like silicon valley but not yes. quite as edgy yes that that kind of where it sits in the uh mm-hmm. the genre world whatever it's called Genres. um right. that's where that fits and uh it, it also feels like those things i just mentioned that are perpetually on the bubble right they feel like they could be canceled right. at any time uh yeah but but i liked it and hope i hope they continue on with that one and seeing that one um the last thing I kind of wanted to mention was, uh, well, there's two things. One of them, uh, there's, I, I wrote this down when you had said, I can't remember if it was last week or, or just even today, you just mentioned it. There are shows that sit on the shelf and like, ah, I, I want to watch those, but I just, I just, every time it comes across, I watch something else. Uh, and yeah. I don't know why. Well, I was just saying that about space force. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean. Like you were just saying that. And I wrote these down earlier, so I'm just going to read them out real quick and see if you had any thoughts mm. on those two. Like, see if those are the same on the shelves for you. Um, sure. Uh, Sydney really liked the first, uh, the Fantastic Beast series, and the recent, the last one came out was the culmination thing. I, mm-hmm. I, I have no reason not to watch it. It's Don't not like I really it. hated the other two, um, but I have tried to watch that three times. Like, I put it on yeah. once when I knew I had time to sit down and focus on it. And then I, I, my mind strayed and wandered. And then I went and I'm pausing it, not watching it. And then I put it on the <laughs> side so I can kind of keep it up on the screen while I'm working. Right. And I, I just didn't care enough to even stop or pause at any time to care. Nothing drew me to it to watch. And then mm-hmm. when it was over, I was like, oh, yeah, I was over. I guess I, I just, just was going to work and didn't even care to watch over there. So. Right. Not that every time I glanced over there, it looked like there was cool things happening, but I just couldn't figure out why. I don't know what it is, but I can't get that one. The King's Man, 
Uh, I like the other series for the most part. Uh, I've tried to watch that series twice or that show, mm-hmm. and it's it's shelved at both times, and I don't know why. Um, Star Wars Resistance. It's the it's kind of the after Rebels. It's the cartoon one that came out. Okay, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and every single person I know has said they've watched one or two episodes and they can't think about why they never watched anymore. Same way. <laughs> I, I don't even right. remember. Like, I think I've watched the, the first two episodes twice and I don't remember anything about them. Hmm. So, yeah, that's bad. Stuff. It's weird. And last one is, is totally no one knows about, but I, uh, there's, there was a, uh, a bad, not bad, but like a bit low budget kind of movie called uh, Lost City with Sandra Bullock and, um, uh, uh, Brett, Brett, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum was in it, and, and that feels like a very uh, corny, pop corny thing to watch. Um, mm-hmm. But um, and it is. That, so I'm not knocking that one on that it didn't meet those expectations. Uh, but it, it's it's like that corny, cheesy all the way through. I think, and mm-hmm. but it's not great enough to keep me watching it. So I just lose interest mm-hmm. and put yeah. it back on the shelf. So anyway, those are, those are shows that I I have still there, and every time I see them come up on on my either on my wherever their service they're on streaming um, yeah that they they just I'm like oh, oh it shows the easy little bar at the bottom of the thing saying you've watched so much of it I'm like, oh, right I, i've watched that but um <laughs> oh, so i have problems with that one uh last thing i was going to mention to you before we move into actual sections proper because i've been talking sure so one of the things people have been talking about, and you can tell me whether you agree or not, is that the Marvel Cinematic Universe post-Endgame has been a little aimless. Um, I know our buddy aimless. Justin enjoys okay. that big picture type stuff. What's happening with Thanos? Yeah. And, you know, All right, right. Um, and there's not been, people will say there's not been, and there's been so much speculation. You and I have had it for a long time. Is it Mephisto? Is it Wanda going to be the next thing? Is that, what's, the, what's it leading to? Um, well, yeah. I'm, I'm mostly, I mostly parrot things I've heard because I don't have any lore knowledge from the comics. Yeah. It, it, I mean, any of the tags that we've seen so far haven't been like, Ooh, what's that? Or, Ooh, it's, it's, they've you mostly been jokey tags or, sure. you know, things that don't really lead into something big or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. it, and especially for a, a company read, ran by Feige, who has been known for that, um, my worry was that in the, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet thing idea was always in every comic book person's lexicon as a thing that's a world-expanding event type thing, um, and that uh, that's an idea that you know you're going to run with when he had that run, but what else is there? And I'm not entirely certain anything uh, is quite that level of big stuff, so he kind of has to do either original things or start sure. mining other past events that they've had. And none of those past events have been forthwith or forthcoming that we've seen. All right. So my point of that one is that he had just, they, someone had just recently asked him about that at one of the conventions or something. And he did say that phase four is almost done, which I th- find funny because I don't even know what was in this phase. Um, and then <coughs> he said very soon by the end of the summer, the next big arc will be clear. And the only thing it's this summer is Thor and Love and Thunder in like a week. Okay. So I don't know what that means by that, but I think hmm. that's pretty fun news for people who like those big arcs, like a Justin. Sure, sure. Um, and it's as if Thor, Love and Thunder needed any more 
reasons for people to go see it because everyone's going to watch that show. Uh, but that's another reason to, to maybe see what, you know, what's happening for Marvel for the next, like the big arc going forward for their thing. Right. That's kind right. Of okay. Yeah. I, before we, mm-hmm. since you're doing this, I'm just rapid fire uh, stuff. <laughs> rapid fire thing. Um, uh, different shows that I started. Um, one that our buddy Pete told us about that I'm surprised I have not heard more about mm-hmm. um, is a show called The Gilded Age. I saw it's, you guys mentioning that. I was like, should I pay attention to this or not? Yeah, it's it's on HBO and it's created by uh, Julian Fellows. I'm, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Don't know that name. Create creator of Downton Abbey. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Oh, uh, that's that. Why you called it like modern Downton Abbey or something? It's so it's it's not it's not modern. It's in the 1880s. Oh, <laughs> so it's older. Okay. It's set earlier than Downton Abbey, and okay. and and it's in New York. So it's they're not British. They're English. Got it. They're not English. They're American. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Um, they're not and, British. They're English. And it's it's this conflict. There are um, the cast is more female than down. Well, maybe it's. No, it, it it kind of is. It's it's female. It's more female and older. Okay. Um. So there are more older uh, women. One of the leads is um, Carrie Coons, who was in uh, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. Although I think she's utilized better in this series. She didn't do much in that Ghostbusters movie. Um. Uh. To me, I don't know. I only saw it once. Who who was um, she in the, the Ghostbusters movie? She's the mom. Oh, the mom. Okay. The, the kids, yes. kids' mom. So she and her husband are in. in they're both in Manhattan. Um, they just built this huge new mansion uh, because he's a railroad baron, and so they're new money, right? Yeah, and yeah. so all of the old, the old rich, don't want anything to do with them. Even it's always though, spicy: new money versus old money. Right. They have way <laughs> more money than the olds, but uh, you know they can't get invited. To stuff because there's all this this scandal and stuff and it's you know it's typical Downton Abbey kind of stuff but with more old ladies uh which makes it kind of more spicy and interesting than <laughs> Downton Abbey though I loved Downton Abbey and it's HBO so it's a little it's not like and I don't know if HBO is cooling on this after after Game of Thrones like in the in the 2000s and Maybe in the early teens, uh, HBO was like Cinemax, right? Yeah. It was just right. the like, rep that Cinemax got. Just so much profanity and nudity and sex and and all of that. And then you know we watched it happen with Game of Thrones. Like the the longer Game of Thrones went on, the less, as we say, porny it got. Yeah. Um, you know, in the last couple seasons, we'd go whole episodes with no nudity. And I'm like, what's happening? What is happening here? Uh, compared to season one. Um, but, of course, you know, Game of Thrones ran almost 10 years. That's a long time for, um, uh, you know, network aesthetics and, and demands to change. Um, anyway, this show has had, I think, just one new scene so far. And I've only seen four or five episodes. So it's not very HBO. But it's on HBO. And I don't know. Yeah. And you um, like it? And you like it though? Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's more of that same kind of uh, you know Downton Abbey kind of stuff, but in a different time, in a different with different tensions and and that sort of stuff, which makes it interesting. Um, 
what else? I'm almost done with the Hemingway documentary. Did I talk about that on the show? No, before? not yet. I know you've had it on our list to talk about, but you haven't. Okay, heard of it. it's uh, it's Ken Burns, right? What famous like a documentary? Homer's dad or Homer's boss? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Burns. No, um, Ken Burns. I know most for making the Civil War documentary. Um, if you see it in its original format it's a set of like 12 vhs cassettes in a big <laughs> you can't see it like, I like a it's big, a vhs i love that yeah brick right um it's obviously you can get it on dvd and blu-ray now but it's right. hours now, now and it's, hours now it's all one blu-ray right <laughs> right right it's you know basically chronicling the whole five years of the civil war but he's done similar uh things i think his earlier ones were jazz and one about baseball he did one on prohibition um, but this one is about Ernest Hemingway. It's three parts. Each part is two hours. So, you know, six hour, um, documentary. And it's a very Ken Burns style, right? If you've ever done, um, like video production and people talk about the Ken Burns effect, right? Like special effect that usually means there's a photo and the camera is slowly panning across it just to keep uh, motion and energy in the video and then there's talking it's either depending on how old the topic is you know like this Hemingway one there's still some of his um, contemporaries or like his children who are still living who are interviewed for the documentary or it's older a quote that they have someone reading um, and you know then there's music going on and some sound effects and all that kind of yeah. stuff but I did not know very much about um, Hemingway, but I heard one of the podcasters I listened to uh, mention this project uh, positively. And so I've been half watching, half listening to it. You know, one of the nice things about a documentary like this is you really can mostly just listen to it. I think there's one person they interviewed who is, um, uh, I don't know, Latin of some kind mm -hmm. so his stuff is in spanish with subtitles so you do have to read that part of it yeah uh, but the other like 95 percent of it is all just talking um even if even if they have the person there talking so you can really just listen to it um but it's pretty good i mean hemingway had an interesting life and you know committed suicide so it's not you know really cheerful and uplifting but it's it's you know it's fascinating right the the life of this man who's this big like you know everybody knows his name but he dealt with so much like inner turmoil and imposter syndrome and uh depression and things but like a lot of it before we had words for for those kinds of psychological um problems yeah yeah um what else i watched a kind of long old movie called uh la dolce vita oh um, yeah this is on our list yeah it's what's that uh, mean what's that mean you said you were talking about it's the it's it's italian and i think it's usually translated the sweet life huh, okay. um it's the origin i saw this on a youtube essay it's the origin of the expression or the label paparazzi okay um because there's a character in it who is a um he is a paparazzi, basically. I'm trying to describe him in other words, but now we call him paparazzi. They didn't have a word for it at the time. It's just the um, sort of film 
scene, whatever happening in Italy at this time, which I think I want to say is like the fifties. I could be completely wrong about that. So apologies. Um, but it's a weird sort of, it, you've got this guy who's a journalist. He's the protagonist. He's a journalist who's doing a lot of um, like pop celebrity kind of stuff. And he finds it unfulfilling. Yeah. And so he goes through this sequence of um, days and nights that are wildly different you know, depending on the interpretation, this is stuff that I didn't realize until I looked it up um, and tried to follow what was going on. It's sort of like he'll do a thing and he'll go to a place and he'll meet some people. And there are some of the same people throughout. And there's a, a kid who's a photographer whose name is Paparazzo. And <laughs> okay. so, so that's where the like, you know, as people started to see more of these sort of ambulance chasing kind of photographers, um, they you know they started to be associated with this thing so much that now that's that's what they what we call them um and yeah it was interesting but it's definitely one of those like um significant in the history of film more than it is uh entertaining for its own sake yeah um in a similar vein for our um movie club we watched a movie called Network. Okay. Um, it's the, if you've ever seen the gif or the meme of the guy saying, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Yeah. As a famous thing. It's from this movie. It's, uh, it's in the 60s, maybe early 70s. Um, and it's this whole sort of satire around the news and TV at the time, like it was late enough, TV had been a thing for so long, for just long enough that um, there were people who were, there were people who were, there were still people who were old enough to remember before, and then there were people who were not. Does that make sense? I'm describing that weird. It's, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of like how we are now with the internet, and maybe will be for another decade. or two where there were people working in tv who remembered before tv yeah yeah. and then there were young people who had always had tv who had tv when they were babies and it was just always the thing and it was this the whole sort of like sky would go crazy on the air and they couldn't really control him but he brought in so many viewers that they put him on the air anyway None of the characters are really sympathetic. They're all kind of not necessarily self-centered, but like, well, this is this is the only thing, so we got to do it this way. Um, and yeah, it's one of those. It's another one of those. It's like it's like a landmark movie, but I think even less of a um, uh, the comparison I made to it was uh, the French Connection, which we watched. Yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and the both so both movies I didn't really enjoy, but French Connection I could see where it inspired so much television and film where I'm like okay I can see the value in maybe going back and watching and studying that this mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really see that with Network so oh. I don't know I'm just mentioning it 
there and giving my no yeah the review uh, sort of, of for sure sort of hot takes on that i don't i don't think i have anything else if i do i'll mention it next week yeah i i like these little things i know we we often talk at long length on on our topic because that's that's you and me but uh mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of these things that are we used to have a news segment but i'm not sure it's, it's really news but like you know there's a lot of things that we'll watch out there or people will watch and and they just you get kind of a they're they're just for you or they're uh, but you really like them. You know what I mean? Like you have those mm-hmm. things that I like, but nobody else is going to like this. Um, right. Oh, or, but then you find out that people do, you know, right. oddly. Uh, and then there's the, um, you know, like they don't like these. And I'm, I need to tell people about that. Not waste time. <laughs> oh, another thing that they had lost, uh, raising Dion. I, I, I didn't know, actually, I liked the first season, didn't watch the second season. Uh, so they, they canceled that one too. Uh, cool. Okay, so moving on to the thing, let's move on to our movie of the week. What do you got? So this week we watched War of the Worlds. Uh, I just noticed that the title is different from the old movie. Um, is we're it? Talking, well, what's the old movie called? It's called The War of the Worlds. Oh, The World. Like, is that like The Suicide Squad? Yeah, I think. I think maybe something like that. Um, so we, we watched the so, Tom Cruise. Yeah, one. the the Tom Cruise version, two thousand and five, uh, directed by by Spielberg. Um, Had you seen the, any of these, the first ones and this one? I saw the first one when I was a kid, okay. and um, I saw this one. I don't know if I saw this in the theater, but somewhere around then, I either saw it in the theater or I rented it when it was fairly new okay um this definitely a is, summer movie yeah it's a summer blockbuster um i don't know do we need to do spoiler bell on this uh, i mean uh well I'm, there's I mean, I, there's sort of there's like there's the story as written the hg wells story with its ending and then there's the stuff that happens to Tom Cruise and his family. I'll say, are, are they um, exactly the same? It's been, a, I've saw, I've seen them both a couple of times, but it's been a long time since I've seen the original. So is, I, is the Tom Cruise stuff, that's all new, right? Yeah. It's, um, I, I had enough time today that I went back and watched, uh, the original movie. It's also only like between 80 and 90 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So it's shorter. Um, then, then this remake, um, this this Tom Cruise movie is like um I don't Spielberg doesn't have a writing credit here but the writers who did this screenplay took the high points of the original and I don't know I've never read the the novel the original but but the original story as portrayed in the in the 1953 movie um they took those high points and then grafted on this really by the numbers disaster story about Tom Cruise and his kids. Right. Um, it's very, uh, you know, as, as you sometimes say, when we watch certain things, you're like, I've seen this before. Yeah. Right. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen this, this structure in this outline in several Roland Emmerich movies. Uh, it's very, Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, like Independence how, how Day, how does this family survive? If, or yeah, if you if if Independence Day was just one story instead of the like four stories that are going on in that movie, um, 
this is just this and we follow this family and we get so little um so little information about the actual alien invasion and then they they make one major change that i don't understand i don't understand why they did this what it changes about the disaster or the story but of course in the original uh the aliens are from mars right mm-hmm. so yeah, right anything about mars and they and they came from mars and then they fly in from outer space right they come Mm -hmm. in like like meteors people think they're meteors for a while and they're these these little saucers and they there are other like minor differences like in the original movie and again i'm just going to compare the original movie so things are different between the book and the 53 movie i don't know um in the original movie uh they walk on three legs but the legs are invisible they're you know magnetic force field legs yeah or whatever and so the ships the ships hover like you know little flying saucers do but they're not actually hovering right they're walking on legs which you're like oh that's weird um and in this they have actual legs that you can see i'm like why did you change that but the big the big difference that I started talking about is that in the Tom Cruise movie, the ships are already here. Like the ships are buried underground and the aliens beam down into them so that they can take them over and come up out of the ground. And like, unless you just really, really wanted to do that whole sequence in the first act where the ground is cracking open and people don't know what's happening and all these buildings are crashing apart because you don't know because there's this weird earthquake thing Mm -hmm. like i don't understand why you make that change instead of just having them fly in um it that doesn't make sense to me and it kind of a little bit undermines the ending where uh spoilers if you don't know anything about war of the worlds um the aliens die from bacteria in earth's atmosphere yeah, COVID, if you will. Um, that's that, virus, that, that was but... you, not me. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said that off the air, and yeah. so now that's the title of our episode. They get sick, right? And so yeah. it's uh, it's Deus Ex Machina, right? This totally. the story. Kind of, if you, you the... ever wonder what Deus Ex Machina is, watch the show. Right, right. It's you know it comes from old Greek and Roman plays where the characters would get in this hopeless situation and eventually like literal Apollo would show up and fix stuff for them. Uh, I, I've always thought, not, I've always thought of that as lazy writing to me. I, thought, I mean, I know that's I mean, not what they say, but I always feel that way. Like, uh, and we need to wrap this up guys. So right. Ex- exactly. <laughs> and if you're in, you know, ancient Greece where there's a pantheon of, of gods and goddesses, everybody believes in, it sort of makes sense. Um, here it's it's not usually this literal like the especially in the older movie there is more um spiritual and religious uh not even undertones like in the last the last third of the movie most of the people are basically just huddled in churches praying for you know god to save them from these aliens uh the new one it still has that like all of the stuff um that Morgan Freeman says in the prologue and the epilogue is verbatim from the original movie. Um and so you get that like God and his wisdom put in our 
air or or something like that and it's a little incongruous like with this story because the or with this movie this new movie because there's not there there isn't all of that others like it's just people running and some of the some of the lines in the scenes are the same right like they're trying to figure out what's going on and no news comes out once the tripods start walking and the scene that i hated the first time i saw this movie and i hated when i saw it again the angry mob stealing his car yeah, yeah and beating him up and all that stuff that happens in the original movie yeah um it, it, i think it's to show like like they do in all of these things where uh just society people, breaks down society That's, breaks down people become irrational um all of that kind of stuff but it's it's the kind of thing i don't like to watch <laughs> um you know i i get it that it's you know whatever yeah. um and I wanted to, after I watched this movie, I was like, ah, oh, this is so, it's like, you know, we, we give Spielberg a lot of praise, but he definitely had some, not flops, but you're like, this is not his best work, right? Yeah. You're like, he did this and this and this, but then this is like, okay, how many times are we going to see the same story? Um, You know, this is like Independence Day with, with some elements of of Jurassic Park and both of those movies are better than this. Sure. Um, and so I went and found the original mm-hmm. and watched it. And I'm like, this is going to be better because I remember it focusing so much more on like, here are the aliens and we're going to try and shoot at them. Like the military stuff is the same in the new movie, but in the new movie, it's just played for tension between the family. Right. Right. Like Robbie wants to, join the military and there's some like you know dakota fanning is great and i liked a lot of her lines in this movie but every once in a while they're like you know robbie's gonna join the military and she gets real mad at him and she says who's gonna take care of me if you go right and it's clearly like that line is there to make you the audience feel bad for uh, Tom Cruise, Tom or, Cruise's or, or to to see that they have problems with that family, like that, right? Like even right. she doesn't see she 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 has no confidence in Tom Cruise's character to to take care to of. Do them. And I'm like, I'm like, I get that, but that's not how a kid talks. Like, I don't like you know, it just didn't it didn't ring authentic to me. Yeah. And so anyway, I went and I watched the old movie, and I'm like. I remember this because they're going to make a big deal about whether they nuke them and then they do nuke them and it still does nothing and they do this. And all of that is true. But then instead of this, you know, sort of weird grafted on family story in the new movie, the old movie has um, all of this like standard religious society and it's made in 1953 so there's this awkward sort of romance uh there's a female lead who just goes wildly hysterical at the mo- and I know hysterical is an offensive term and I'm no, using that's, it deliberately that's, because that's, that was the term you would have used for this That's yeah. that's how this character acts like she sees somebody you know she sees the aliens or and she just goes mad insane Berserk, right? screaming 
until somebody can like shake her or or back then they would whatever. slap her right? yeah or or i don't know if anybody actually slaps her in this but i kept waiting for that to happen <laughs> right i was yeah. like this is okay this is this is not great and this is not great and so i don't know i don't know that like i guess if somebody really wanted to see the story of war of the worlds um that one is better than the new one but you still have to contend with all of this cultural uh uh anachronism anachronism is not the right word but you know well, what i mean like yeah, archaic archaic yeah that 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 was kind of the impetus i think stuff. to make to make the current one was that hmm. watching that even when this one was made was like okay that doesn't hold up because of the right. age like like the age caused it to be held back and then so they right. were like we can we can make this we can make this but we have to get rid of those things because those are the things that aged it. Okay, well, what now what is it about? And then Spielberg framed it differently. And I think Spielberg's framing of this one was um, that let's, let's just focus on the ground. Let's make it a small story instead of a sure. big story, um, which that, that's a whole genre in itself too. It's like, you know, watching... Yeah, yeah. Not, you're right in, in categorizing this as a disaster movie. It, it and, reminded and, me and of a zombie things. movie. Yeah, or, yes, yes. That's I'm right. like the... The disaster here could be anything because we're getting so little of it. Right. Um, yeah. But in a lot of the disaster movies, you kind of know the bigger picture. Like, you know that, let's say in um, 2012, that the the military is making uh, escape boats. Or, you know, you kind of have right. a, you, sometimes you'll have a military person there's, for a yeah, story. Yeah, there's often right? some kind of, yeah, disaster movies often, especially later on, like, I don't think this is the case for Independence Day, for example. Yeah. But there was a while, and this is probably still true, where a lot of disaster movies have some kind of message, usually pretty heavy-handed. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. That that they're trying to convey, like, oh, you know, we messed up the ozone layer, and now the aliens are going to come... Yeah. Yeah, or whatever. That's day after tomorrow, right? You know, there, there's a there's a superstorm now because yeah, that's yeah. day after tomorrow. So so um, you you you're right. It, it, it is a disaster movie, but I actually really now that you even say that again, I think that it's a better characterization is is zombie movies because zombie movies you don't really ever most zombie movies find out why this zombie thing happened or what's about. You're just usually usually in zombie movies it's it's focused on a group of people or or small amount of individuals. And yeah, then it's a, you're involved it's a couple in or a handful of characters. They're just trying to survive the night. Right. right. And the movie ends when the military shows up. Right. Like yeah. Shaun of the Dead is exactly. Or that's like Dawn of the Dead does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I assume Dawn of the Dead yeah. is the same. So, so they, they have. Uh, and so that's that's this one. And that I, I think that's what Sp I, I'm pretty sure that's what Spielberg was going for here was this. Let's just focus in on this one thing. Let's make it a family, you know, and, and they have to get. Uh, from somewhere uh and, and you're right that's, that's a pretty basic type thing but i think mm -hmm. that that's something i did kind of personally i liked about it sure was it this this very narrow focus of you know i uh because i you know you think about it, it's cool to know i watch uh, the walking i used to watch used to watch the walking dead mm -hmm. um and one of the things that that one of the many things that made me leave it was that you know they're never going to explain really much of this they're never going to tell it's never going to be solved and see how it goes to the military right. showing up or anything right. like that um and in so a, in a two-hour movie that's fine but in yeah. like five six seasons of tv show you're like okay this we're well beyond survive the night like now yeah. this is just 
people surviving and nobody ever knows why anything right. happened. And and uh, and I was having seen the original movie, I was, I felt like okay, I, I I get the kind of cool thing you're doing there with the the you know this virus comes in, they they die from the common cold. Um, mm-hmm. cool, that's all right, cool. That's a it's a tricky little ending in there you got there, buddy. Uh, but I also right. felt that it was um, um, it the story itself wasn't good enough for anything. Uh, yeah. So, so I was like, so I, I can appreciate this story is trying to make a story out of that thing that's just an alien invasion. Um, so I, I kind of appreciate that. Again, I'm not holding it up as a great thing either. It's it's a fine movie. I will give that earlier thing. I think it's a fine movie, but it's nothing that's you got to go out and watch it. Um, right. I, I, a positive I also say about this is that um, Tom Cruise is 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 not a hero. Like I. And I don't think at any point is he really a hero. I mean, he does some right. few heroic things, but they f- feel more out of necessity than they are of him being a hero. Uh, he's yeah. not that he, he doesn't have a character arc per se either. I don't think that mm-hmm. at the end of this, he's like beca- learned his ways and become a better person. Right. Right. If anything, he delivered his kids. He's like, now I can go back and have a beer and, and <laughs> peace. Right. Um, so that that's uh, that's something you don't usually see with Tom Cruise at all. He's very much sure. built this whole thing on being a Mythos, action yeah. hero person, and uh, he's a jerk at the beginning. He's a jerk in the middle, and he's a jerk in the end. And he doesn't know how to handle <laughs> he doesn't know how to handle kids. Uh, he doesn't know how to handle his own kids. Um, right. He doesn't handle the situations right at all. You know, when when the aliens come, he yells at his son to get back in the house and gives him like a a. a fist in the air type thing. Oh, I'll have you, yeah. you know, and runs mm-hmm. off by himself. And then he runs away from the, doesn't help anybody. He's running for his own life, gets in the house and hides underneath like the table. Doesn't tell things about the, the tell things to the kids. He's just so self-centered the whole time and does makes terrible decisions. Like, so, the, I, and that's I okay. Re- this reminded me of a movie. It's maybe one of the mission impossibles where, Tom Cruise is he's somewhere in like he's a somewhere. faux he's in a faux Soviet country or something and he's been abducted and is being interrogated and he's trying to explain the thing to the guy and the guy is not he's made up his mind he's not listening yeah. and so Tom Cruise does all his talking and the guy ignores him um and I'm like you know if you listen to this podcast for a while you know that I have a big thing about language and communication and words and all that. And so much of this were the world's movie. And I don't know if this is a thing Tom Cruise was doing for a while in this era where this was a sort of, you know, uh, a trope and trope is not quite the right word for that. But so much of this movie was characters ignoring other characters talking to them. Right. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise's kids keep asking him questions he doesn't answer his kids start to walk away and he tells them to stop and they keep walking i'm like this is so like i get i get that it's there for tension like i'm supposed to have that reaction to it it's supposed to be frustrating but i'm like this is this is not uh well it's frustrating and yeah. i get that it's supposed to be that way but that's that doesn't make it not uh, unpleasant to experience. Yeah, yeah. He, he, here, here with him, um, being 
I guess the, the point of that him not being that heroic or having that kind of arc or anything uh, is almost the point because because the point is that what it's, what would it be like to just watch a family try to survive during a, a global craziness thing like sure and, survive. and I think and, and I and, can see to you know to to come back and and find some some positive some silver linings here I can see the parallel between that and the original story right the humans do all this stuff they do everything they can they even drop a nuke in the movie i'm sure that that was not in the original book uh because we didn't have nukes Mm -hmm. um and then at the end the aliens just die and that's sort of what like tom cruise does all this stuff and he and he tries and he tries and he keeps failing and there's this whole long unpleasant tim robbins thing uh in the third act that I'm like, Oh, I remember this in the theater. And I'm like, what, what is this? I think there's a little bit of very oblique, uh, um, political commentary there because he talks about, uh, occupations. Right. And in 2005, we were occupying, um, Iraq or Afghanistan at the time. I don't remember the details, but I remember hearing about that when I listened to them talk about this movie on film spotting or something way back in the early podcasting days. Uh, and I'm like, what is this? This sequence is so long so that they can do the thing with the, the alien on the, on the tube coming in, which is straight out of the original movie. Oh, yeah. um, there's a lot of similarities in the visual aesthetic uh to those things the big ships are not they look very different but the the little thing that comes after them is like a a high def version it's like watching strange new worlds versus original series yeah um but the same like shape and everything but um yeah like the humans do all this stuff and it ends up you know just working out in the end and that's sort of what happens to tom cruise too like he yeah. tries to do all this stuff he keeps trying stuff and all of it keeps failing and then they just get rescued at the end yeah they 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 just make it there which which doesn't it it doesn't i guess that's the 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 synopsis of this whole story here thing is that um there's there's no arc there's no there's a point a to point b so they have they have a goal there's always kind of a goal get it get to the parents sure you know yeah yeah um you know survive is a little bit right i guess that's that's Mm -hmm. kind of a goal but those those are very weak goals i think um, sure. And, and there's also no character development there. I mean, there's a little bit with him and his son, maybe, but just, you know, his son, his son is probably the worst part of the show, I think. Um, and uh, he, uh, I mean, there's a lot that is not necessarily, some of you want to say is, is the worst, but I, he's found him annoying as heck. Um, mm-hmm. And as teenage boys are. And right. um, yeah, so, th- so it's just, it's literally just watching the show to see what would an average dysfunctional family how would they cope how would they survive what what's what's some things that they might encounter in you know in a, a little bit of time and then in the show like it really wasn't it was just literally like a peek in a window at a thing when they happen it's, it's almost like there would be another movie they would watch this that you'd see the whole like said, the government and military and how they're handling it space and coming down and the global impacts you'd see it from there and then you're like I wonder what it'd be like to just be the guy that lives in Boston trying to get across town. Right. <laughs> right. And then, and then they, this, yeah. this is that movie, right? Um, he's nobody special. He's not a ex seal. He's not, 
you know, turning into an over a new leaf. He's not trying to get with his kid. He's not doing any of that. They're not trying to be better kids for their dad. You know, it's just literally just a window into this dysfunctional, very normal, average family. And sure. it stays that way, and there's the end. Um, so, so from that standpoint, story standpoint, and whatever, and kind of why does this thing exist, um, it's just middling at best. Uh, mm-hmm. they, the aliens are sufficiently scary, I think, uh, for, sure. for aliens. Um, the, I can't remember if the, the whole plot thing of them using, uh, humans to, uh, like as fertilizer was <laughs> no, in the first one. I don't think that was, in the that's first. new. That's, yeah, that, that was, that was also new. meant, I think to ratchet up the scary parts of them. Sure. Um, and, and that's fine. It, it you know, it worked on my, at the time, like eight year old. Uh, that, that and the big noise terrify her uh, that they right. make. Um, yeah. So she would hear that noise and think of scary aliens coming to grab me and, and take me away. Uh, so uh, that that's fine and that, that works. The aliens are kind of cool. The CGI holds up for the, you know, the age mm-hmm. that it is. Um, and uh, it, it's got a few little points that are neat and interesting there, like the airplanes scene that was Watching it back this time, and I knew it was coming. It was like, why does an airplane take like three minutes to to crash with that sound? Like that sound, you would hear a second before it hits you, like the plane right. engines, you know. But, but oh, they yeah. hear it for a long time. Um, it was it was really off putting. But the first time I watched it, it was fine. Um, so they had they had a couple of those scenes in there that are interesting. You know, the how I like how they told you what was happening. Uh, through the news reporter lady that came real quick, like they had explained. They wanted to explain how would he know how they got down there, like they mm-hmm. inserted into the lightning. Like, uh, and that was a neat little way to tell us as an audience. Uh, so there's there's some pluses in this one, and it's a fine. Uh, it started this. I started it saying it's a summer blockbuster movie, and that's all it really is. Uh, so even yeah. some summer blockbuster movies will have more of a progression. Um, if you're looking for some any kind of progression, this really doesn't have it. Um, last thing I want to say about it is it's important to say, cause I'm sure there's somebody out there listening saying this. Why aren't they talking about the radio broadcast of this? Right. Where the worlds was originally the only reason this is actually the whole, all the stories old and new in these movies have the same problem that I just mentioned about. It's just, it's just a thing. It's nothing like progression or any kind of big plot story. And the reason being is because the, what made this big was that it was, was this the fifties or it's back when, um, uh, the people I think were it was listening before to the, radio. the wars, like in the 30s. Yeah, re- really early. We were just listening to the radio. Um, and this was broadcast, this was made as a screenplay from the book, I believe, into the screenplay of a um, news broadcast over the radio. And it, and it came. Radio play. Radio yeah. play, right? And it, and it wasn't. And if you missed the beginning, like you came in the room later and you didn't hear that this is a story, they weren't reminding you that it was a story the whole time. And it or kept, they. Or they were in the in the format of radio broadcasts, right? So this radio play was doing faux radio broadcasts, and so people would turn their radio on and hear. If you're just joining us, a group of un, a, you know a cluster of unidentified objects have crash landed near Pomona, California, exactly. And, the, and, and people thought it was real, and they thought it was real. They truly yeah. did, and it was a scare thing. It's not like. And people couldn't go to the Google and say, look right now, see if on, on the news sites, is, there, is this happening? There was that. There was nothing, right? Right. Um, so people were generally terrified and panic set in. I think there were places, I, I read about this in a book, so I don't know how true this is to real life. But people, well, you think about um, 
The Waltons. Did you ever watch The Waltons? Yeah. Uh, the point I'm making here, people had radios before they had phones. Yes. Uh, yes. The, I don't know if... Well, I mean, it's the technology, right? The radio just needs electricity. A phone needs wires. Well, not now, but the first phones needed wires. And so people would get a radio as their news and entertainment but the phone was a different thing you're like uh, i'm gonna put something in my house that people can just call me it's part of the reason that the amish don't have phones um and so probably not only could people not google and they couldn't ask their neighbors because if they're in the midwest or whatever and they're talking about something in california they're like is this real did you hear oh, I, I heard about it too i just turned the radio on and it's a and it's the thing. And not only could they not Google anything, but they a lot of them probably didn't have phones. So they yeah. couldn't call and find out. They're just wherever they are with their radio. And yeah, it was yeah. this uh, massive And, and that's, that's kind of an important little thing. thing. It, 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 now, I will say that the, that the panic of it is high in dispute because the, 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 the actual radio program had few listeners in general. Uh, sure. So it's not like... Uh, a lot of times, like to people like to look back at that in some rose-colored glasses and say it was the worldwide panic when this Overblow thing. Overblow. No, it, it really wasn't. But it, but yeah. the thing was that the people who were listening, it was it was done in a way that was very believable, um, right. and which is kind of a genius thing. And that's that in itself was worth saying. That's cool. Good job. You panicked people, and you shouldn't have. But and we actually have rules about that now. Now you have to do station. Yeah, I think that's things, you know? that's part of the reason we still talk about it is it's it it was this sort of um, uh, inflection point of saying, oh, this is a different kind of entertainment and storytelling, and we need to uh, have some kind of systems or or best practices in place so that this doesn't happen again, so that we don't create clear and present danger or. Uh, whatever with our with our entertainment yeah it's it's uh it's the sky is falling is what this is right like yeah, right yeah. Now, right around saying the sky is falling um so that's important that's why it's popular that's why it was big that's why they made a movie eventually out of it like hey this is an idea that's neat and, and interesting but uh no one has been able to recapture what that original done because that what it original done is actually not a good thing you don't want to cause riots and panics and right. to, to recreate that in, in any other form is not a positive thing. Uh, but it's worth noting in the, his, in the annals of history about, you know, stories affecting people and, and type stuff like that. Uh, so, yes, even this Tom Cruise thing um, was originally kind of created based on this one event that it's in and itself wasn't necessarily a great story. I mean, even the, the radio drama wasn't a great story. It was just the way it was presented was what made it good. And they continue Hollywood at least two times. If, and there's more have tried to make that original thing work. Um, I but, once even, I and I'm not going to remember any of the names involved in this, but I once listened to, I like checked out from the library on cassettes, um, the radio broadcast version of this that they made in the seventies. Um, yeah, which I remember being okay. It's kind of a musical. Well, it's not kind of a musical. It's very musical. It's like some narration, some explanation, and then a lot of music. It's um, prog rock, progressive rock. Mm -hmm. uh, if you know that that genre of music, yeah. Um, 
so yeah yeah attempts at this yeah at this uh, thing the only other the only other note i have is a real is a real nitpick i remembered from the first time i saw it this conversation that he has with the daughter where she has an allergy and he says since when and she says birth and i remember (laughs) that being like a cute funny sort of thing and then when i watch it again i'm like she has a peanut allergy she says peanut butter but if you are allergic to peanut butter that means you have a peanut allergy and i'm like i don't care how like distant absent father that he was like if she if he's her actual father biologically like he would know she has a peanut allergy that's like the worst food allergy you can have sure uh in terms of like symptoms uh intensity and i'm like yeah. uh, okay I mean, you, that line you could was say he was before, like you could say he was totally distracted on that one because he was i guess he, he I was guess, obviously it, like we were freaking out at, the, at that point yeah too. it was just like this line that was there for humor that i when i saw it again was like uh I, no sure i don't yeah. I'm, i don't i don't buy that yeah so anyway, okay. they, they've never they, they've never recreated this thing, and that's why we have this what we have now. And it, it never was a, a big story. By the way, that original story was only the last sixteen minutes of the radio drama. Like the the all the rest of the drama was these news bulletins, mm. and then and then at the end, it's like fifteen or sixteen minutes where they they transition into the the story, quote unquote. And then it all happens. And I think if I'm remembering correctly, it all happens. The story part of it happens after the Martian invasion's over and it follows um, like kind of um, a person figuring out what happened in the aftermath of the, of the Martian invasion. And then, and then it ends with, you know, saying the 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 character that they're following in this last 15 minutes comes to the realization and finds that they died from microbes. Um, And that's, that's how, you know, because it's like the radio broadcast news things just end with like, and the, the, aliens have have all died and we don't know why and what's happened and then all of a sudden it transitions quickly into like following a character oh, um, to it's a drama so uh if you had only been like a lot of people even to modern day age where you just walk in and only listen to a part of it and then mm-hmm. freak out and run out in the other room like <laughs> you know that and that's why orson welles is like nobody figured that nobody knew that that would cause a panic and then Right. If you listen to the whole dang show, you easily realize that. Like, people yeah. didn't listen to the first whatever minutes, you know. Uh, so it's sixty minutes. So it's like three quarters of the show, that's right. on him. Um. So yeah. Uh. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. It's fine. Thumbs sideways. Um. If you want, if you got time for watch for popcorns, there's a lot worse shows out there. There's a lot sure, better. Sure. Um. It's got cool effects. It is Spielberg, so it's got some some cool things. But it's like you said, it's not the best Spielberg, but it's not the worst Spielberg. Sure. Either. Um, I, I, I definitely would say, uh, I would watch this one and recommend it way more than the newer, um, uh, Independence Day, like as an example. Oh, um, I've never seen that. Oh yeah. Don't, don't. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's bad all around. Um, so yeah, it's terrible. Um, I know, I know we're, we're come, wrapping up here. I did want to say something cause I don't want to talk about it cause it's not worth talking about. It's just that, uh, I watched the new Jurassic Park last weekend. Hmm. Um, and uh don't go watch it <laughs> I, okay. I, it's all, that's all i got to say i mean um the dinosaur all, my only review is the dinosaurs are cool because they're dinosaurs and there's a sure. lot of them they're like i even at one point leaned over to shelly and do something i really do in a movie and talk and i kind of told her i was like man there's just dinosaurs everywhere like every shot has dinosaurs in it they're hmm. they're like this is the last jurassic park and we are going to put dinosaurs in everything 
little dinosaurs, baby dinosaurs, toy dinosaurs, big dinosaurs, you know, just like dinosaurs everywhere. So like they were not passing up their opportunity. If you want to see dinosaurs, you can just turn off the sound when you get home and watch it. Um, <laughs> but everything else from the music to the um, story it, to everything is just this directing cinematography, just awful. Um, and I will, I will also put this in the, uh, the actors did that are in it, did everything that they could with what they got. Um, okay. They, they were fine, but they're just sure. given horrible lines, horrible directing, horrible pacing. There's just nothing you can do when you're put, you can tell that these are fine actors who have done this kind of movies before. And, Everything they say makes no sense. All the plot that they're doing makes no sense. It's kind of like a, when a director says, okay, run down the hallway because you're scared. And then the director takes two minutes of that picture of you running down the hallway. And you're like, guy, it's like a 10-foot hallway. It should take me five seconds. You're like, yeah, but we're going to make it really long. And so the mm-hmm. actors do what they're told. But you can tell, like, this makes no sense. And they don't know what they're doing here. Right. Uh, very few times have I looked at a thing and realized like, oh man, the director's terrible. And, and this is Colin Trevorrow, wherever he is. Um, he is, was terrible and the writing was completely lost. Um, and yeah, so man, there's a lot of things I can give some things to. Yeah. But I, I, I man, if, if this was at home right now, it would be on that list of things that I can't bring myself to watch. <laughs> um, and that's even a first time. Like if it was on my shelf for the first time, I don't know if I'd want to watch it. So yeah, that's sad to say, cause you know, I try to give Jurassic Park some, some hope, but sure. Sure. You've got things to watch during the summer. Don't waste your time on that one. Go watch Top Gun. You know, uh, everything yeah. everywhere. still got a couple showings. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. That movie's great. If you haven't seen it. Yeah. I, re- uh, I regret taking Shelly to go watch the, 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 the <laughs> right on, right on. Um, let's see. We didn't talk about Miss Marvel. We'll have to save that. Uh, our yeah. buddy Fox convinced me to watch that. And even though it's not for me, I'm, uh, it's not made for me, right? Like I'm not, not in the demographic, demographic, uh, for it. I, I like it. Um, the second episode is better than the first. Um, did, did you see but, the, uh, did you see that design I was talking, trying to explain last? I can't, I yeah. did. A yeah. butchering terrible job of describing it. It's but. yeah, they're they're just I was expecting a kind of Mitchell's versus machines kind of thing, but it's not that intense and it's not intense as nothing in it as it is as intense as like into the spider verse. Yeah. Um but they're basically when characters are texting, um the the text is shown in the frame in the environment with visual effects. And so you, you kinda have to be watching for that i'm paying and a couple times when they're just talking about stories it's like as they're walking down the street stories playing in the graffiti behind them yeah there's a little bit of like imagination in there that's cool right and 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 i as a designer person i just really it's the dumbest thing that i know nobody else will probably like geek out about but i just really geeked out about that and Mm because it was my thought as i'm watching it it's like man there is some lady or some guy back there who was just like had an idea and did it like good on them. Like yeah. you did a new creative thing and I'm sure it could have ended up terrible, but you you just used colors and background in ways that I didn't think. So it's only two episodes. I've only seen. Yeah. So. I mean, that's a, that's a thing 
I'm sure there have been things like this, right? Like at yeah, some I'm point, sure, yeah. at some point, filmmakers had to decide um, how are we going to show the characters talk on the phone, right? Are we going to cut yeah. back and forth? Are we going to show one? Or for a long time, we did split screen. Right. Or, or you even have now that you always see the little bubble that has text, like in a blue. Right. Well, and that's box, that's right? where I was going. Like it's texting. Like how do you show texting? Do you show the the phone? Do you show the screens on the phone? Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, that's even worse than showing computer screens in hacker movies and doing the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where the monitor is a projector, right? And you see all this code text on people's faces, and yeah. I'm like, monitors don't work like that stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like you show the phone and like by next year, people are going to watch that movie and go, man, look how old that phone is. Look at the text. <laughs> right, the yeah. text bubble thing is still blue and it's been green for like three years or. Sure, sure. Um, and so series and films have to, they don't have to, but well, they do. They have to figure out how to convey that, that information, right? Characters are texting. Are the actors gonna narrate their text like they do in you've got mail well nobody does that in real life so and nobody does that in real life that's awkward and you can't have you can, a you can't have a 16 year old movie where they're not texting right? you know right right they have to be text they have to be communicating in text so they could do like a siri kind of thing but they do different things sometimes like um sherlock did this really well where they would just float the text on the screen and it had no indication of like the UI or anything like that. It was yeah. just text. Um, and it sort of faded. Which those work. I mean, those always work just fine. This yeah. was just, yeah. this was just a, like a, a very notable creative. This was a really movie. like intentionally artistic uh, way to do it. Yeah. So I, I, whatever people, when we'll talk about maybe the story next week, but beyond that, that's the one part that I just like, I wish people would just watch that and cut out a couple scenes and, you know, see what they're doing here. They're, Give props to that person, whoever did it. Right, right. Give him a little bit of a raise. Right. Okay. Um, next week for the movies is my pick. Oh yeah, um, we got that. We're gonna watch something they watched on Film Sack, and I'd heard of, but I've never seen. And we maybe talked about it when we watched Point Break. Um, it's another movie, not another movie, because this last one was oh five. I don't know why it said another movie. Uh, it's a movie from nineteen ninety five called Tank Girl with Lori Petty. Now, this was a comic book I know at one point. I, I haven't read yeah. the comic book or know anything about the comic book. But I've seen, yeah, I didn't. It looks, all I've seen is the uh, pin-up yeah. type covers. Right? Yeah, the poster. I remember seeing the poster. Um, I guess the character is a little uh, Harley Quinn-esque. Okay. Um, there's a sort of uh, chicken and the egg thing because this movie is before... I think it's before Batman animated series introduced mm-hmm. Harley Quinn or maybe, maybe it's after, but the comic strip predates that series. Uh, I but see, it, anyway, it's that sort of style of character. It has a, that, what um, they call manic pixie. Yeah. Manic pixie, yeah. uh, kind of character. It's, uh, it's a female director. I think it has some issues that maybe are, are laying at the feet of the studios and the editing. Uh, but, We'll see. Yeah, cool. We'll I, I, I have not seen this in a, at all. And I, you know, this yeah, is one of those. It's one of those examples of um, completely a movie that would have been shelved, let's say, put up there uh, sure. back in the day. But um, I, you know, I always want to go back to, but completely forgot about. So right. this is an example of how this part of our series is great because 
Now I do get an opportunity to go back and <laughs> yeah. actually yeah. do that. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, cool. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. We saved a lot of lives tonight. Let's let's uh, roll it out. R- wrap it up. We'll have uh, some maybe Orville, Strange New Worlds, Miss Marvel, yeah. maybe yeah. Stranger Things all next week. Maybe, maybe not Stranger Things. I Stranger know. Things. I, 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 I love, still have to finish it. I'm barely halfway through. <laughs> I was going to say, I, not, I, I love how maybe a Stranger Things happens. And I know that you've watched. There's only like seven. I know you've watched about half. And I'm like in a week. And you're like, maybe because I'm like, I know why. Because it's. It's hard to even think about wanting to get back into it. Right. It, and it's also Wednesday, so we're recording again in like four days. Right. Yeah. Um, so. No, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you there on that. I just felt that sentiment in your in your your your, uh, in my tone, your voice yeah. there. Yeah. That's funny. All uh, right. You got to watch it because uh, the last one is, the last two episodes are coming out in like a, two weeks or so. Yeah. Yeah. And the those episodes are only three hours a piece. So crazy long. Yeah. All right. Well, you've been listening to Front Porches, episode 251. Uh, thanks always to our friends at LRM Online. You can check them out. They have reviews on all the things. If you want to reach out to us with comments, suggestions, things we should watch and discuss, you can do that uh, via email if you like. Our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you go over to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, you'll find contact forms. You'll find show notes when relevant. Uh, I keep saying I'm going to update the movie list. Maybe I will someday. <laughs> if you enjoy The Front Porch, please consider subscribing on the podcatcher of your choice. And while you're there, if you would leave us a positive review, we always appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time. Night.